Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, let's bring in uh, our, our lone guest on the program, and it's a pleasure to be joined by Bob Condota, covers the Seahawks. Uh, for the Seattle Times, among many other things throughout the years. Bob, thanks for, for coming on. We really appreciate it. How are you doing? Sure, yeah. Uh, good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing very well, Bob. Let's uh, let's just dive right into it. It was, uh, I think, as big a surprise out here in the Bay that Seattle was able to beat Denver as it was the 49ers lost to the Bears. But the Seahawks were able to do it in uh, – Similar fashion, I think, to the way that the that the the Niners lost to the Bears. What did Seattle do so well, and 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 are they confident that that maybe they got a little action, or was that just kind of a one off, unique environment with Russell Wilson coming back right off the jump? Yeah, well, you've never met Pete Carroll, right? If you're asking if they're confident, so um, that's Pete Carroll's whole thing. I mean, the guy's never had, you know, he's had like two losing seasons his entire career. Um, he's always confident they're going to figure out how to. How to win games. Um, yeah, you know what? They did a really good job of being efficient offensively, uh, in general. They obviously had the one drive where they didn't score on the, on the fourth, on the fourth down there with, with, you know, uh, seven, but they did take advantage of their opportunity, especially early in the game to score on those, on those three drives in the first half and get the lead. And, you know, they played really well in the red zone. That's something they've actually done really well the last couple of years. I, you know, even last year when they didn't have, the greatest record, obviously, but they, they played, um, I think they were third in the NFL in red zone defense, and they've been really good at doing that, and that was the other thing, that, you know, they get those two, really three kind of goal line drives, but but two goal line drives for, uh, you know, they flat out stopped, and then another that they held to a field goal, so, um, you know, they just they just kind of came through when they really had to, you know, they didn't turn the ball over. Uh, in general, DK, had, DK Metcalf had the one fumble, but, you know, otherwise, they, only, they you know, they didn't have a lot of turnovers. They didn't have a lot of penalties. I mean, Denver had 12 penalties, which were really critical. You know, they had a touchdown call back to do a penalty that would have put them ahead and it might have changed the whole game. But, you know, Seattle just really kind of made fewer mistakes, and it's that's always been one of Pete Carroll's things. You know, you gotta you got to not lose the game before you can win it. And, uh, um, you know, so that's, um, that was kind of the formula there. Hey, Bob, speaking of Pete Carroll, how much of it is a concern that the Seahawks are starting two rookie left two rookie tackles one of which obviously turn at all yeah I, you know they love those guys I mean Charles Cross played uh, uh, Abe Lucas played really well at right tackle Cross struggled a little bit at left tackle and that'll be a really big matchup for him for sure no doubt about it um, going up against going up against Bosa when he has to do that uh, but you know his ninth overall pick and, and he was going to go in the top ten but to somebody I mean everybody thought this guy's a foundational. Um, um, left tackle, uh, you know, for the long term. So, I, I mean, if it was a concern, they wouldn't be doing it, right? I mean, they're the two best tackles they have on the team. Um, they didn't, you know, they didn't bring back Dwayne Brown. Part of it was concern over his injuries. The Jets signed Dwayne Brown to a big contract, and he immediately got hurt. And he's, I think, he's going on IR. So, you know, that was sort of their other option. So they decided to go young this year uh, at the tackle spots. And there's going to be some learning curves, no doubt about it. Um, you know, they're not always going to be perfect, but. Um, they've been really happy with Abe Lucas on the right side, and Cross has played, in general, has played pretty well on the left side as well. 
Bob Condota joining us here on 95.7 The Game, talking mm-hmm. some 49ers and Seahawks. Uh, what's the, the status of the, the, the 49ers-Seattle rivalry at, at, at this point? No more Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll's still there. The Seahawks have mostly been dominant in the, in the head-to-heads, really, for a decade, the, the entire Russell Wilson era. But uh, d- does this current group still view this as a big game when it's 49er week? I guess, yeah, that's a pretty good question, I guess. I, I don't know what the players think. Um, it, it's such a new team, so there's so many new guys. You know, it's the NFL. They want to win every game. So every game's sort of a big game, and, and I, I don't know how big any individual rivalry is for this team right now, given where everything is. Um, it, you know, Tyler Lockett is, is the longest tenured guy going back to 2015, and then I don't think they have anybody else on the team that's been here longer than four years. So it's, it's really turned over a lot and, and the old days for sure of, of the old, you know, kind of 2012, 13, 14 era when it was such a huge rivalry. Nobody's left from that. So I, I don't think it's quite, you know, I, I mean, I think everything is big because you just got a bunch of young guys in general that are trying to kind of find their way in the NFL. So I don't know if you're looking at any specific game as being any bigger than any other right now with the way this team, with the way this team is built. But, you know, I, 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 I'm sure they'll, they'll they'll hear about it from coaches, and, and I'm sure some of the guys who know the history remember that. Um, you know, remember the you know the 2013 NFC title game. Obviously, is one of the biggest games in franchise history. So the guys always hear about that game. Bob, what's the buy-in right now for Geno Smith as a quarterback? Is he that guy that everybody witnessed 13 to 13 to start the game, or are we going to see sort of the the Geno Smith that everybody's sort of grown accustomed to since he came out of West Virginia coming up on Sunday? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's played really well for the Seahawks. Um, you know, if, if you go look at the stats in his four games, he does what the – I mean, the buy-in is, is Pete Carroll, <laughs> basically, if he needs to buy into him. And, and Pete loves him right now because he's, he, he does what he needs to do. Um, he, doesn't, uh, he doesn't turn the ball over, and he makes the plays when they're there to be made. He's got a six – you know, in the four starts he's had at the Seahawks, he's got a six-to-nothing touchdown-to-interception ratio. Um, and I think it's seven to one overall in the games he's played. So, um, you know, they, they, uh, if you watched the game the other day, I mean, they, they, you know, the third down run that he had, um, when he, when they, you know, they call, they call the designed run for a 31 year old quarterback to pick up a third and two. Um, you know, there, there's some things he can do that they like. And the biggest thing that won him the job over Drew Locke is that he's not screwing things up. He's not, he's not, he's not, um, throwing the ball up for grabs. So, you know, if you look at his yards per, yards per attempt, it's not super impressive, but that's sort of how they feel like they have to win is, is taking care of the ball. Um, Taking what the defense gives them, you know, don't don't turn the ball over. Let your defense and special teams um, turn the other team back and play well that way. And so that's what they like about Geno Smith is that they feel like he's a really efficient quarterback. And Geno's talked about that a lot about how you know his first year in particular. If you if you look at his stats, his first year with the Jets was 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 he was pretty careless with the ball. Since then, when he's when he's been able to start, uh, you know, the 2014 season and then the starts he's had since then, he's been pretty good at not turning the ball over. And, and he's talked about, you know, he sort of learned that after his first year in New York, and that's sort of what you got to do. You got to not lose the game before you can win it. And, and he's really bought into that philosophy from from Pete Carroll. 
Bob, final question for you as far as Pete and his defense going up against a young quarterback and a quarterback that, as crazy as it may sound, could be if, if the Seahawks can get a win playing for his job already with Jimmy Garoppolo waiting in the wings out here. Uh, what, do, what do you anticipate from a Pete Carroll defense going up against a quarterback with three starts in his NFL career? Yeah, I, th- I think they'll try to do probably what they did against Denver where uh, and what they've sort of done the last couple of years is I think they'll try to make the quarterback have to make plays. And I, I don't know that they're going to be overly aggressive and and present opportunities. I think they'll try to do it the other way, whether they try to keep everything in front of them and make it, you've got to work your way down the field and we're going to force you to make a mistake at some point. And so um, I think you know that's sort of Pete Carroll's philosophy anyway. If you remember, you know, even in the Leafs in a boom era, it was always, you know, uh, those guys would always complain that they didn't feel like the defense was aggressive enough. But when you don't have, uh, you know, Hall of Fame quarterbacks back there, you're going to be even less aggressive because they're not going to want to put those guys on an island a whole lot. So, um, you know, I, I think especially against the younger quarterback, um, they're gonna they're gonna try to be careful and and make them have to do it that way and you know try to keep things in front of them and affect their way down the field and that's exactly how they beat Denver you know Russell threw for a lot of yards and just didn't they just couldn't get it in the end zone and um, that's always been Pete Carroll's philosophy is that he doesn't really care how many yards you get he just cares about how many points you get and so they're gonna make they're gonna make Trey Lance have to make the plays to get the ball into the end zone and and they're gonna try to keep everything in front of them and, and you know if George if George Kittle doesn't play that's a really big deal I you know if you he, he has the uh, all-time record in this series for receiving yards in that game last year. Um, they really struggled defending him, and they would struggle to defend him because that's that's a big question mark without having Jamal Adams and sort of the linebacker uh, situation that they have. Um, but they feel pretty good about their corners, and so I, I think they feel like they, they, they'd be okay from that standpoint. So that'll be a really big thing to watch is whether Kittle can play. Bob, great stuff. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again soon. Okay. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. Bob Bob Condota joining us here at Seattle Times. Covers the Seahawks. Good perspective on them. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 